Happy, happy Saturday! Hello, everyone! Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Rachel, and we're in pleasantness. How is everyone? How is your day so far? Wow, I'm feeling good. I pray that's the truth about you too. Let's get into it. Today, we're going to go into the word. We're going to dig into the word. We love truth here. We love truth and we love pleasant life. And so why don't we check in with the word of God to set ourselves up for a great pleasant week, month, even a year. And I think we should look or I have been impressed in my heart to take a look at one um, of my favorite Psalms, which is Psalms 139. And we are not going to uh, read the whole Psalms, but we will um, pick, uh, like, you know, go through it quickly. Uh, our focus will be verse 23 and 24. And this is what the Bible tell us Psalm 139 23 and 24 search me O God and know my heart try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the everlasting way that is ESV translation search me Oh God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So this is one Psalm 139, only verse, uh, yeah, verse 23 and 24. Now, this... I remember back in the days when I was a new believer, when I saw this psalm, I was like, how confident the psalmist, which I believe is King David, wrote this. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, it is King David because he said that the title is Give Thanks to the Lord of David. Uh, I'm sorry. It's <laughs> The title is... Um, to the choir master, a psalm of David. So this is psalm was written by King David based on the title uh, that he wrote. To the choir master, a psalm of David. So here David is asking God to search him, to know his heart, to try him, to know his thoughts, and to see if there be any grievous way in him and then he asked that God to lead him in the everlasting in the way of everlasting 
in the way everlasting um this was was this one was one of my scariest prayer to ask god um how can i ask him to search me because i knew in me he would find a lot of bad things so to me to ask him to search me is almost like asking for trouble think about this you invite somebody to your house and you tell them you are free just to look around everywhere and everything just inspect it somebody should come and inspect your house obviously unless you went over a deep cleaning from top to bottom and everywhere organized you may not have that confident or confidence to um tell them you know just free just roam around and do whatever you want you just just inspect everything see if there's any bad thing in there um they might find dust some corner that you forgot they might find some stuff that are not organized in your closet they may see a mess in your fridge that is not have been cleaned for a while they may open those cabinets and find all kind of things that probably they shouldn't be there um so you are really putting yourself to be exposed to things that probably you you are not ready to be exposed or you you don't want them to be exposed um so so that was my impression um with this prayer well, when I was a new believer but then I came to understand that in fact there was no time when i will not have those things there's no time there's no any period of my life where i'm going to say i am 100% perfect the way jesus was um there will always be something and this invitation to ask god to come and inspect and search um to see if there's any sinful thing in in our hearts it's really asking him to come and help us clean wherever things that are left over things that are hindering us from having relationship with him from going deeper from one level of glory to the next because the whole journey the whole goal of this christian life is to come to a place where we are perfect just as Jesus was perfect and it it is a work it's a work that it's going to continue from the beginning when you get born again until Jesus come or you go meet him until you receive that glorified body but as long as you we still on this earth and that as long as we still have this flesh there will always be something so this is not about hiding your sin that you don't want to be you don't want them to be exposed this is about asking god or giving god permission to come in and help you cleans out everything that that maybe is left in you that are really the obstacle of your intimacy with him and god is happy because he's not coming there to condemn you he's not coming there to make you feel guilty and shame 
He's coming there to help you. In fact, you can take comfort in that because in the book of Romans, which I'm going there now, let's go to the book of Romans real quick. Chapter 5, Romans 5, verse, I believe it's verse 6, but let me check. Romans 5, yeah, 5 and 6, let's see this. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love have been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given us. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Actually, I was looking for verse 8. This is what verse 8, Romans 5, 8 says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners. So God did not wait for us to be righteous we will never be righteous. He gave us his laws. We couldn't even follow. Nobody can follow those laws. Perfectly 24 hours, seven, 24 hours, seven days a week, 365 throughout our lives without breaking one. Um, impossible. So he didn't wait for us to be perfect in order to send Christ. He did it while we were still sinners. That's how he demonstrated his love towards us. So this invitation, King David is asking God to come in to him, to search him, to know his heart, to try him, to know his thoughts, to see if there's any grievous way in him, and then to lead him in the way everlasting. That's exactly what we should be doing every day ourselves. Because we are weak, because we have sins, because we have, the world is trying to pull us away from God. Every day, every second, every moment. And so asking God to search and try us is truly telling him, God, help me in my weakness. Help me remove all those things that keep pulling me away from you. Lead me in the way everlasting, which is where God desire to take us. So it's a beautiful prayer. When, when I learn this, I pray this every, all the, every time when, whenever the Holy Spirit impress in my heart. It is just... There is a freedom there. There is a, there is a, I don't know how to put this. You have nothing to hide. You have nothing to hide to God. They are not hidden anyway. He already knows them. If you read the context of the entire chapter, actually, entire, yeah, chapter 139, it starts with verse 1. It already said, Lord, you have searched me. And know me. So God already knows. God already searched. So inviting him to do that, he already done. It's like saying, I'm aware, you already know it. So Lord, yes, keep doing it. Please help me. 
God know us so well than we know ourselves. And, and this Psalm 139, it's just there to, to, to show you and I how much God know about us. In fact, it's so much that the psalmist himself washed his hand and said, um, this information is too much for me. Uh, I believe it's verse, let me see. I am fearfully and wonderful. I praise you for I'm fearfully and my frame. You eyes and form substance days and form. He precious you. If I could count, there are more. This is number 18. If I could count them, everything that God knows, his thoughts of me, they are more than the sand. I awake and I'm still with you. Um, let me see here. I hate such me, O God, in my heart. Okay, such knowledge. Okay, number six, Psalm 139, number six. This is what it says. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. It's, it's too much. God knows so much about me. So much. In fact, he know about me even before I were formed. Even, he knows even the number of my days, even before one of them was yet there, according to verse 16. You know, there's a proverb that said, we don't know how the bones are formed. Sorry, it is Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 11, number five. As you do not know the path of the wind or how the body is formed in the mother's womb. That's NIV say the body. But if you look at King James, New King James, as you do not know what is the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb of her who is with the child, so you do not know the works of God who makes everything. Ecclesiastes 11 verse 5. And here is the psalmist 139 verse 6, it says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain it. So you and I, we don't even know God's works, the amount of knowledge that he have. And if he knows everything, this is the guy or the person or the being, you should be inviting him to come and inspect your heart come and test and try you and know your thoughts and to find everything that is grievous, everything that is unwanted, everything that is preventing you from growing in the knowledge of him, that he remove them and that he lead you in the everlasting way. Um, what a liberation when you receive the liberation. Uh, the very verse that I didn't want to pray about, now I love it and I want to pray about it. And I pray that is that's the truth with you. 
because I made the decision this year. I don't know about you, but I made my decision that I am not going. My desires, my new desires, I will will not be things that are valueless, like minimal things, things that really they pass with use and time. I'm looking for things that last forever. Things that have not only profit in this life, but also in the life to come. Those are my new desires. And if I'm, I'm going to go after those, the first thing that hinders me from pursuing is the very thing the psalmist wrote here, grievous way. I believe other translations have different meaning. Uh, let me see here. Um, try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there is any hurtful way. Things that hurt. Hurt, hurt what? Why they're hurtful? They hurt your relationship with God. They hurt you, your progress to higher things. They hurt um, God is work in you. Um, you want God to see if those things are there and to remove them. To remove them. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, Seek first, first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. What things? House, cars, mansion, whatever. Wealth. Um, will be added into you. In the very same chapter, he also talked about how the pagan go after those things. So you and I are not pagan. We are children of God. God is pleased to give us the kingdom. So what am I seeking? The kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. The very kingdom of God. And what is God's kingdom? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit. What is God's kingdom? Jesus and his all, his fullness. God himself and his, his fullness. That is his kingdom. I have that. Because whatever houses <laughs> will be added into me. So I came to appreciate this verse so much when I receive this liberation that actually it's not that you're inviting God to come and find bad stuff in there that you're trying to hide from him which you already know you have them anyway so that he can condemn you so that you can feel guilty no you're inviting him to come in there so he can do the job of cleaning up because he is the one who loved us he is the one who demonstrates his love while we are still sinners. Jesus died for us. He loved us already. He loved us. He wants to take us to the place that we have, we have no idea. But if there are those grievous things that are hindering that work, and we are hiding, trying to hide from them when he already knows them, we are fooling ourselves. So that's my prayer for you today, that you invite God to set you, to know your heart, to try you, 
to know your thoughts, to see if there are any hurtful way in you and ask him to lead you in the way everlasting. What a wonderful, wonderful prayer. And that is my joy and my pleasure presenting to you what I have discovered. In Jesus' name.